welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend, we're here, we're doing life together, and as always, we're so glad that you have joined us. Dr. Linda, I can't believe it, but it's the weekend again. I'm glad it's the weekend, Chris, but I got to tell you, all these days that we've been staying at home and in our houses, it feels like the weekend <laughs> every day. <laughs> yeah, it's just it all runs together. And I think the a, a big problem is people are probably spending a lot of time on the internet. As a matter of fact, there have been some statistics that say, hey, you know what? The internet backbone in the United States has actually proven itself because nothing has crashed and people are doing so much stuff on the internet. And that's how we're doing this show today. You are, you're there and I'm here. And uh, luckily the internet's up and we're able to, uh, to get together again. Yeah, we're going to continue to social distance and do our part. Um, as long as we're social distancing, we can actually look at each other without a mask on. But I'm encouraging <laughs> people to wear masks when they go out because we're still in the middle of a pandemic. So it's really important to do that. But it's great to at least be able to do this with right. the internet. You know, one of the things that we have noticed, especially speaking of being online, is the expression of more and more anger in our culture. It really shows up on social media where people are anonymous and you don't have to to be face to face with the consequences of their anger. Uh, Do you think this has led to more anger overall? I really do. I do think the more you allow anger to fly with no consequences, the less restrained that a lot of people feel. So yes, social media can accelerate anger and it can spread it. And I think we're seeing that People just don't seem to filter their remarks. They post all these angry comments. They have arguments online. They say terrible things. They're picking battles. And they often just go on a rant Mm. and off the rails. So it's a little bit scary sometimes to listen to. Now, one thing on this program we do is we talk about how much social media that you are a part of. Since you're online a lot with blogging and that type of thing, have you been the target of, of anger online? You know, I have. And I tell you, Chris, it was so unexpected. I was on a national show and I was talking about chronic pain. I was trying to give some alternatives to opioid use. You know, they're evidence-based, they're researched, well-researched, and things that can really help people and things that people don't know a lot about. And I had a handful of people say the most horrible things to me I have ever heard online. They were attacking me personally, even though they don't even know me. I honestly can't even repeat what they said. And then what I said was not controversial. So this is what really threw me. I wasn't being insensitive. Like I said, I was just presenting things that were based in research. But I noticed on so many other sites, once this happened to me, that this kind of thing happens all the time. In fact, my daughter, who's helping us produce this today, told me when I was reading her some of the comments, she said, Mom, don't even listen to it because it was on a social media platform that is known for people just getting on and being really angry and saying horrible things. But it's hurtful. And you read those things and you think, wow, just because people don't agree with what I'm saying or might question what I'm saying, they go off on that rant. And I have to say, I really think that's a change in our culture in recent years. So why is that happening so often? Interestingly, there was a a 2013 study that found that internet ranters, and that's what I would call these people, ranters, (laughs) they reported that when they rant online, that they feel calm and relaxed after they do this angry ranting. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? It calms them. I guess there's an initial blowing off of steam, but it can't be healthy. Right. And it was exactly what you said, initial blow off of steam because it was short lived. And after that, those people were found to be angrier people than people who did not do those angry posts. 
And so there were these two researchers who really looked into this, and they found that anger spreads faster online than any other emotion that a person has. It feels good at the moment, even though it's not good for you, and it has a lot of serious consequences. You know, when people make these angry posts, they can lose their job and even face criminal charges, depending on what they say. There's a story from Great Britain about a 26-year-old who wrote on Twitter that if a local airport didn't open up soon, he would, quote, blow the airport sky high. Of course, then he was arrested, and his tweet was considered as a threat of terrorism. Imagine that. Yeah, that's really serious. And think about how people can take your words and then continue Mm -hmm. to use them out of context. I think we see this in politics a lot. I think it happens quite often that people just take something that you might have written, take a piece of it, and put it into the wrong context, and then it just continues to go. So here's the thing. When you talk out an angry emotion, it really doesn't reduce your anger. Instead, what happens is that you're rehearsing your anger over and over, and you're making it stick in your brain. So people who get angry a lot, and then they vent their anger, they get more angry, not less angry. So anger is really more of a symptom of something deeper that's going on in a person. Well, then it might be a good idea then to uh, look at what causes so much anger inside. Well, let's remember that anger is a normal emotion. So we're not saying to you, don't ever have anger, because we know that anger is something that normally comes up. And when you're angry, we need to understand that there are hormones that are released, And those are the same ones that are released when you get stressed. So these hormones stimulate the heart. They raise your blood pressure. It sort of pours sugar into the blood. It constricts vessels to the digestive tract. And it creates these feelings of excitement and arousal. But when you don't deal with anger, it can lead to a host of problems, including headaches, in some cases depression, You know, in my little booklet, Breaking Free from Anger and Unforgiveness, I discuss the impact of anger on your physical body, but it can also be a cause for anxiety and a lot of problems. So it's really the hostile type of anger that is the most problematic to the body. So why do people then feel so hostile? Well, other than having an angry moment that we all have, right? Sometimes something happens, we have an angry moment, it bothers us. But angry people stay angry because usually there is a feeling of being unloved or growing up feeling like you can't trust people because you didn't get treated very right. And so at the root of this, anger really feels powerful for people who feel very vulnerable and they walk around without a lot of trust and feel a lot of hurt and wounding. Now, you did say that there are appropriate times to express anger. The scriptures tell us to be angry, but to not sin. It's not a sin then to feel anger. Yeah, and thanks for highlighting that again. Anger can be legitimate as well. You can have a legitimate cry for justice when it is directed at someone who is the cause of anger, and then that results in some type of correction of the offense, like when Jesus overturned the tables in the, from the money changers in the temple. You can feel angry and not sin. It's not a sin to feel that way, but you have to express it appropriately. And when you do it in a way that hurts other people and demeans them, that's not appropriate. And let's face it, being around people who are always angry just is, it's no fun. (laughs) It's definitely not enjoyable. That's right. Now, you found a blog by Jessica Wildfire titled 10 Habits of Deeply Angry People and How You Can Avoid Them. Uh, Now, are you talking about avoiding the habits or the people? Probably both. (laughs) Well, we thought this information was helpful, so we decided to discuss these habits 
uh, so we can learn to recognize them. Because we've all met angry people, right? They make us extremely uncomfortable because, like you said, there's a difference between getting angry, which is normal, to being angry most of the time. So a person who is angry most of the time and doesn't know it is especially difficult to live with and be around. They lose their temper. They don't talk about what upsets them. They just get angry, and that anger builds. Right. And in her blog, Jessica says, angry people make themselves angry even when there's no reason. They secretly like to be angry. And their anger at other people and basically life stuff distracts them from their own problems. But their own problems are what's causing the anger. Do you agree with that? I really do. And so we're going to get into this in the next segment. We're going to talk about what those angry habits are. That's right. Angry habits tend to build bad feelings. And speaking of bad feelings, I don't want to neglect our needed break. We're just getting started with our conversation about habits of angry people. Stay with us. More after the break on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. From the moment we're born, we're in relationship. At first, we depend on others to take care of us, to meet all of our needs. Then as we grow older, we make friends, we meet school teachers, later a boss at work and a spouse at home. Every relationship is important. Every relationship requires cultivation and nurturing. And at some point or another, every relationship has its challenges and they revolve around conflict. Did you know that you can grow through conflict and become such a healthier you than you ever expected? Well, I want to help you look at conflict in new ways, to approach conflict in ways that work. My book, We Need to Talk, can help you become a better problem solver, learn to negotiate differences, and strengthen all relationships even when conflict seems destructive. Well, let's face it, conflict is an unavoidable part of our everyday life. But conflict doesn't have to overwhelm you or destroy your relationships. We Need to Talk, an important book by Dr. Linda Mental, is written to help you successfully navigate conflict. Find We Need to Talk wherever you buy books online. This is the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and today we're talking about habits of angry people. And we want to remind you that Dr. Linda has written a book on this topic. It's called Breaking Free from Anger and Unforgiveness. It's sold very well because it's a small pocket-sized book filled with help and scripture to guide you through anger and how to work on forgiveness. That book has sold more than 120,000 copies, and people continue to say how helpful it is. And Dr. Linda, it's handy that you can keep it right there in your, uh, in your pocket. It's your kind of book, Chris. It's really easy reading. (laughs) But I I do think because it's so practical, you know, you can look at what the Bible has to say. I try to weave in, you know, psychology with that, too. And it's really easy to figure out, Okay, what do I actually have to do? Mm. So let's get back to anger. If you just have raw anger that flies all over the place, you, you know, you can't really think well and you can't be creative. And I don't think that's something most people think about. But Anger is kind of like a clog in the drain. It just stops up your thinking and you don't accomplish things. Mm -hmm. And if you are an angry person or you know someone who is, Dr. Linda, would you say it's best to identify the habit so you can begin to work on it? Always the key, Chris. You've got to acknowledge that there's an issue and there's a problem before you can really start to work on something and make a change with it. I would imagine that is part of the problem, just getting someone to admit to being an angry person. Okay, here's a habit of an angry person from Jessica Wildfire's blog. She says, angry people have imaginary arguments in their heads. And you know, I've actually heard people do this out loud. Really? That was kind of a new thought to me. But if we think about that, 
you know, we can often predict when someone we know will get angry because they're doing this creative fighting in their head. They're mm -hmm. thinking about what they're going to say. They're talking angry to themselves and they're just really ready to pick a fight. Those are the times when people are looking for a showdown or a confrontation and they're thinking about how they're going to react to a problem and go on the defense. And that's key. So at the start of a conflict, they're already thinking that they're going to be treated poorly and they're getting ready to defend themselves with little jabs. It's a really bad habit to always go on the defensive because you have convinced yourself in your head how bad it's already going to be. Let me ask you this question sort of as an aside. I think we all sometimes will imagine in our head, you know, the next time I see them, I ought to just say, does that mean we have a, a twinge of an anger issue or is it just sort of human nature to, to do that? Don't you think it means it's really bothering you still and you're not letting go of that anger? If you're having to prepare a defense, that's the problem with the habit. Because remember, the more we rehearse it in our brain, the more the brain remembers it mm -hmm. and focuses on it. So how does a person change that? I mean, if you're already having the argument in your head, chances are you are angry. Right. So the fix is not to have the imaginary argument in your head, right? <laughs> Stop that thinking and, and really listen first to see if the situation is going to go bad. It's that anticipation that somehow this is going to be bad and I got to defend myself. If you just listen to people, don't make another person the bad guy before you even start the mm. interaction with that person. Right. Just wait to see what happens first and maybe you'll be surprised. The thing is, usually that's the case. When you go into the conversation thinking that this is going to be terrible, within 10 seconds, things are usually 99% of the time okay. Which tells you, again, that something's going on in you, right. that you're not trusting people and you're really worried about how people are going to treat you. Mm, that's true. Here's another habit of an angry person, and this one's obvious. They go from zero to 60, usually with no warning. What I mean is a slight irritation can escalate to a full-on outburst in just a, a moment. Yeah, anger comes in many, many degrees. And those of you listening who grew up in a home with alcoholics or addiction can really attest to this one. Anger can fly in a moment in those type of households, and it can be very, very scary, and it can be very fast, and it doesn't have to take much. So angry people don't think in degrees of anger. They just let anger fly at the smallest thing. We're getting this, uh, these tips from Jessica Wildfire's blog, and she says these types of people try to solve every problem with a hammer at 60 miles per hour. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> they get, That's a good metaphor. Right. They get their own way doing this because it's so intense. And think of the angry person who bullies you to get you to do what he wants or the person that pitches a fit and then storms out of the room. Yeah, over time, this really catches up with an angry person because nobody wants to be around them. Hmm. They aren't invited to dinner. They don't go to parties or they're not invited to go out with their friends. They're almost like what we'd call a human hot potato, right? Hmm. That nobody wants to touch. And they need to learn appropriate releases of their anger in private and not just let it fly on other people in public. So they really have to work on calming down or they're never going to have friends. You know what makes a hot potato much more enjoyable is bacon. <laughs> Just put bacon on the person. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, well, there's a Chris solution for the right. problem of anger. <laughs> That's great. Here's another habit that is really tough to deal with, and it's a habit of uh, hanging on to grudges. And angry people don't forgive, and they don't forget, and they hold on, they hold on to grudges, and they tell these stories over and over again. And then there may be only a handful of wrongs done to them, but they make it such a big deal. And then they want payback. I've known people like that. And it is tough to be around somebody like that. Because when you hold on to a grudge, you get stuck emotionally, you get stuck spiritually, 
and you get stuck in your relationships. The more you relive the wrong done to you, the more you begin to feel that anger again, and you just can't move forward. And usually this is because you want a resolution to your anger, and it's not usually just an apology that you want. You want to see that the person is either destroyed or gets hurt. And it's like in a novel or a movie, you just want revenge. So angry people really smolder with resentment. You know, we know that spiritually, revenge is the Lord's. We're to turn people who have hurt us over to the Lord and let him deal with them if we have confronted them and nothing happens. In the natural, that's really hard to do Mm. because we do want justice, but we have to remember that God is the judge. We will be wronged by people in our life that we can never make right. And we need to forgive even when people don't deserve it because that's the model of Christ. That's what he did for us. Chris, he forgave us when we didn't deserve it. So we have to turn around and forgive those who don't just maybe don't deserve it at times. Just think about Christ and that he forgave those who crucified him, who tortured him. When you forgive, it releases you from being stuck in anger and bitterness. Mm, That can sometimes, it can be difficult. Yeah. And it really does take the Holy Spirit in you. I think people need to pray when that happens. That's what I've had to do and say, God, you've got to help me with this. Help me release the person to your judgment. This next habit is one that can uh, we can all relate to. Angry people judge everyone around them. Doing this makes them feel like they're better than the other person, and it gives them a sense of control. I think if we're honest, we all judge people to some degree, right. but it's not healthy. So we, we try to be mature and give people a chance to prove us wrong. That's the thing to do. Many times we are wrong, like we talked about before about another person, and we're glad we didn't jump to conclusions and judge them. But angry people make the worst assumptions about people, possibly because they have been burned by other people so many other times. I mean, they give malicious motives. They assume that people are bad. And then that judgment leads to gossip. So the fix for this is not to judge someone unless you know they are a criminal. (laughs) Then maybe you can judge them. (laughs) But don't talk about them. Worry about yourself and how you behave and stop gossiping as a form of entertainment. See, I like that you're giving a fix for these bad habits because, uh, like we've said, they're not easy to break. That leads us to this next one, Dr. Linda. Uh, Angry people blame everyone else for their problems. That's the classic victim stance. When they don't get their way, they get mad, and they point out flaws and faults of the other people. And uh, when they make a mistake, it has to be because of other people, in part at least. Yes. So to break this one, you have to have a mindset change and let people's mistakes go and not focus on them. So think about how other people give you a chance when you make a mistake. And now you have to extend that to other people. If you've ever been given a break in your life by anyone, you need to vow to do that for other people. Well, speaking of taking vows, I promised producer Katie that we would go to the break as soon as she said. So that's what we're doing now. We have to take our final break. We have more habits of angry people coming up on the Dr. Linda Mitchell Show. Everyone worries, don't they? Well, just listen to the nightly news or read the economic forecast or even talk to your family. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel. Opportunities to worry present themselves many times during our day. So why would God tell us not to worry when it almost seems like it's impossible? First, he knows the physical damage worry does to our bodies. Second, he wants to calm us down by taking the burden of control away from us. Hey, we don't have control. No matter how much we think we do, he does. And third, he wants us to trust him. The root of worry is doubting God. Doubt is not trusting that God is who he says he is, or he will do what he says he will do. 
So every day, take your worries to God. Rehearse His goodness, accept His grace, and walk in the confidence that He is in control and He's working all things for your good. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and glad you have joined us as we continue our conversation on the habits of angry people. Just a reminder to visit Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com, and you can connect with her on social media and read her very helpful blogs. And uh, she has a practical and helpful book you can find online. It's called Breaking Free from Anger and Unforgiveness, and that is all about today's topic. By the way, we are still social distancing here on the Dr. Linda Mental Show, so if Dr. Linda sounds like she's in a, a different spot, that's because she is. Are you angry about that, Chris? I'll get over it. Fine. Okay. <laughs> well, you'll know how to deal with it after today's show. That's right. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Well, here's another habit of an angry person that makes them difficult to live with. They willfully misinterpret everything. And this one is, this one can make you angry just talking to them. There may be nothing to trigger anger, but they find it. And they don't like peace and quiet when everything is going fine. When you misinterpret everything, you will create conflict. Yeah, and what is sad about that is that angry people, if they're looking for threats and insults, which make it difficult to have a good relationship, right? So if they're constantly looking to misinterpret because they want to create conflict, then they're really tough to be around because they're constantly offended. And boy, do we see a lot of that today mm -hmm. or what? I mean, that yeah. is the most of what you see on the internet. And in, I'm going to say politics again because politics are so difficult these days. People seem to be offended by so many things, which tells me that we have a lot of angry people. And even when you tell an angry person that you didn't mean to offend them, it's like they don't care and they misinterpret. They live on being offended. So the fix is to stop being offended, obviously, and listen to the heart and the intent of others and actually believe them if they tell you they didn't mean it. So stop accusing people of saying and doing things they didn't mean or they didn't try to use to offend you. And stop bringing up things from the past because that makes things worse also. People do mature and they do evolve. And so maybe somebody said something 10 years ago that was offensive and it was a different time in our culture. That doesn't mean that they're still feeling that way today. And boy, if we could get media to do mm, this, right. I think the entire country would calm down. <laughs> That's very true. And here's a habit that made me actually laugh. But really, it's not a laughing matter when you experience it. Angry people go out of their way simply just to be jerks. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is another of the angry people habit that we got from blogger Jessica Wildfire. She says, angry people distract themselves by doing things like cutting people off in traffic and throwing fast food wrappers everywhere. They're rude in checkout lines and tons of other things. I'm going to have to think about people who throw fast food wrappers everywhere. Was that something you thought of as an anger issue? Well, the, what's funny is that person will throw a hamburger wrapper out the window and then cut you off in traffic. It's, it's <laughs> one of the same. Two of them going. Right. Yeah. I see that all the time. And I honestly, Chris, don't understand why people are not able to go to a trash can. So maybe yeah. it is an anger issue. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they feel like, you know, they're mad at the world. They'll just do what they want. Right. But the point is of that is that they're unconsciously punishing the world for their misery. So Jessica gave this story as an example. And I got to say, first of all, what a name, Wildfire. Yeah, Would you really. Like the name Wildfire? <laughs> it's a great name. But she read a story online about a woman who accosted someone at Target. And the woman demanded help to find something. And the man she accused wasn't even wearing a red shirt. But she kept insisting he worked there. And 
he didn't work there. And I just think, you know, that's just pure entitlement. That's deep, unmanaged anger. So the fix is really for this is to treat others like you would like to be treated. You know, it's the golden rule of doing unto others as you would like them to do to you. Mm, that's called being a human 101, I would think. Right. But um, right. how about this eighth habit? Angry people make empty threats. This one is scary because you don't know if an angry person will actually follow through on the threat. Yeah, and after a while, no one wants to take them seriously, which really could make them even more angry and possible it could actually end up something terrible happening. So you see this in relationships with people when they threaten divorce or they say, I'm done, you know, or they quit their job. And the the fix really for this one is pretty simple. You just stop making those empty threats. This is a rule of couples therapy that I always have. You can't threaten a person and try to create a safe environment to work out problems. So Bottom line, just stop with the empty threats. Mm. And this next one, we've touched on some. Angry people love conflict and discomfort. And again, this is because they just don't want to focus on their own behavior or try to calm things down. So again, if we think about it, if I don't want to hear the person talking to me on a plane, I might put in my earbuds or open a book to give a signal. But an angry person has to confront me and make a scene. The fix really is to stop complaining about the things that you can't change through direct or indirect actions. Sometimes we have to just accept the fact that um, people don't behave the way we want them to. You don't rule the universe and you don't tell everybody else how to behave. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, Dr. Linda, here's our last habit uh, from angry people. They ignore the beauty in the world. They fume and complain and everything may be great around them, but they just don't care. I love this one from Jessica. So when I'm upset, I can go for a walk, I can be in nature. I can watch a sunset and calm down, realizing there is beauty all around me. You know, God created beauty, but we have to look for it. And it takes work to stay angry all the time because we are interrupted by the beauty of the world all around us if we actually open our eyes and look for it. So beauty diffuses anger. Learn to appreciate art, music, literature, and movies that are redemptive. Those are antidotes to anger, and they really do help. So start using art and music, maybe to soothe yourself. Mm. Dr. Linda, as we uh, begin to wrap up the program here, what would you say is the spiritual fix uh, for an angry person? To be angry and sin not is to understand what's really prompting your anger and then learn to let it go, to allow God to judge others and deal with revenge. But most of all, Chris, anger is often a cover-up for our deep hurts and our woundings. Those need to be dealt with to move on from anger, and that often requires forgiveness something you give to others, but it really does free you from the grips of anger. So if you want to break free from anger, practice forgiveness and trust God to be in control. He has good gifts for you, and he's for you, not against you. Scripture gives lots of guidance as to how to manage our anger, and you go through those in your book, Breaking Free from Anger and Unforgiveness. And this is why it's important to fill your heart with God's love. It is transforming. Trust God. One day, all the wrongs will be made right. You can break free from angry habits, but it will take the love of God, who also gives you the self-control. Well, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our social media director and producer this week, Katie Mintel, our engineer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're here, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone.
Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.